0: This is the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Welcome everybody. It's episode 10 trillion and 45. I don't know, we don't really, I don't keep track. I'm here with the lovely Andrea Riggs and stop whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're doing, unless you're driving, drive safely. And I want you to know that Andrea is somebody who has been a nucleus, a catalyst for our best year ever blueprint community. And even if you don't know what that is, let me just tell you that the value that she has created that I've been able to personally witness has been incredible. And what she helps, what, and this is my word, she's probably going to correct this and really elevate this. But what I've witnessed, Andrea, is you teach people how to connect to their bodies, their mind, their soul, in a way that opens them up to what new possibilities in their lives. On the surface, it could look to somebody like what you're doing is you are exceptional at leading people, whether it's yoga or some kind of physical movement, but everyone in our community who's had the privilege of being around you has noticed it's a lot deeper than just the physical movement. And so, Andrea, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. It's a privilege to call you a friend. And I'm really excited for us to have a conversation about you, your journey, your wisdom. I know it's going to help a lot of people. So that's your intro. How did that sound? Was that okay?
1: Oh, yeah. I had to like, stop for a minute because I was getting a little choked up inside. Yeah, I actually love to hear how people interpret me because Mm. everyone has a different interpretation of different experiences. And what I do absolutely is moving people physically so that they can be moved emotionally. And I think that's been also a a big like, aha, for me being really great with movement and really great with people. And then seeing how the depth at which that something so simple, like a little dance or this, that may seem really lighthearted actually can really ground people and center people in a way that sometimes I don't even understand. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to talk all about that. And, you know, as soon as you said what you just did, one of the things that I want to make sure we get to today is you said something just now that the words that sometimes it's like, it's like a little dance, you live your life that way. And I want to make sure that our listeners get to hear about how you approach life, because I really admire that the way that you raise your kids along with your husband, Charles, I mean, you have chosen to ask yourselves, what do we value? And figure out how do we align everything from who we're around to how we spend time together with those values. And a lot of people who've watched your journey are in admiration of that. So I want to make sure we get to that. Mm -hmm. Here's where I wanted to start our conversation. I thought it'd be fun. There's a part of our relationship that a lot of people don't know, which is when I first met you, mm-hmm. and it it was kind of when all of this started. I was at Vitamix, and there was a sales meeting that you were at, and we had just started to in, kind of create this culture at Vitamix where our meetings were evolving from like old fashioned meetings to like a more modern meeting, to say the least, where. Our meetings were incorporating a lot of different experiential elements so that we weren't just sharing ideas, but hopefully elevating the well being of everybody that was a part of that culture. And I remember one of our big conferences, I can't remember if it was one of our like 50 or several hundred person events. I met you and you had offered, you said, Hey, I have a capability. I could go up on that stage and I could lead this entire room through movement, whether you give me a few seconds or a few minutes. And our attitude was anybody who has a talent or a skill, let's see what can happen. And I remember the first time you did that and I was standing in the back of the room next to DJ B and I turned to him, I'm like, whoa, she's like a professional. This wasn't (laughs) this. I had never seen somebody who could command hundreds of people who had no clue what they were about to be led through, which happened to be some exercise movement kind of thing. And you did it without a microphone. You did it with whistling and hand gestures, but you were a pro. All clean, clean
1: hand gestures. Yeah,
0: all clean. Thank you for clearing that up. But you were a pro, Andrea. So that's when I met you.
1: Well, John, I would love that to actually be the beginning, but that you're wrong. That wasn't the very beginning. Mm. It was in DC. Let's go way back. Let's go. Yeah, it was in DC. I was also a Vitamix rep and... I was also contracted with Zumba Fitness and the manager, Jared, it was a small meeting. And I'm like, Jared, he was my buddy, right? Oh yeah, now I remember. Dude, these get stale. If you really, you know, I can move people around a little bit because it's boring to sit in a chair and listen to a meeting. It just is. So he had me do that and you were there. And then you said, hey, can you come do that thing you did? That's for right. the conference. But really, you didn't know I mean you had seen me like for what? A few minutes and a couple then, minutes.
0: Yeah. 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 Like
1: not a long. And then you let me be in front of all these people and it was so fun. Like really, it was a lot of fun. Because you have Vitamix reps that um, all have on their Vitamix shirts and making smoothies and gloves and hairnets. And the next thing you know, they're all dancing and really coming together in a beautiful way.
0: So now that you've brought me back to the time when we actually met for the first time, I remember that vividly. And that tells me right there, it's a beautiful lesson. Not that there was some intentionality, but that meeting when I first met you, that was a very rare circumstance that I and the role I was in would be at that particular meeting. It was almost unconventional that I was at that particular meeting And one of the things that reminds me of hearing you now remind me of the story is that how we never know when some sort of chance interaction could lead to something far beyond what we think is possible in that chance interaction. And the other lesson that it reminds me of, so that one, I'll call that an accident. We could call it synchronicity. We call it whatever we want. But it wasn't something I intentionally did. The one I'll take a small amount of credit for was part of my philosophy in that role was find people's strengths and then give them the wings to put those strengths to work. So it wasn't very difficult when I saw you for two minutes to say, oh, that would work in front of hundreds of people when there's a lot more on the line. And that was however many years ago. And then let's fast forward a little bit. Years after that, our mutual friend Hal Elrod had asked me to help him to put on his first live event, our Best Year Ever Blueprint event back in 2014. And you were one of the first people we called because we knew we wanted to create a culture in these events that where people were physically engaged. And you were at the first Best you Ever Blueprint event. In some ways, you were the entire leadership team. You know, nowadays, <laughs> it's like a forty-person volunteer team, you were the whole team. What do you remember? Because <laughs> I, I know how I see it. I'd love your recollection of you coming to support that first event. It was huge. You were, a you new know, what? it was awesome.
1: It was huge, and I'll just—I want to presence that. You Coming from fitness, really, because I have a lot of experience in fitness and then being in the space of a conference like I was in Vitamix and also transitioning into the best year ever, there's a lot to be said for the lessons that you took away. And there are a lot of lessons for that I've looked back at that time of my life as well and realized by me standing up for something that I love and doing something that was totally no big deal and saying, Hey, Jared, let me move out, move with some people. I didn't know you would be there, right? I didn't know what that would transform into. And like, what a beautiful cause that is to just simply really follow that intuition. Because by me doing that, by you being there, like something beautiful and much bigger than you or I could have imagined has really come out of that. So the reason why I was really a force for the Best Year Ever Blueprint is because John had sent the Miracle Morning, the book, to my doorstep while I was a Vitamix rep and also contacted with Zumba fitness. And there was a lot of like turmoil in my life surrounding that because I wanted to do my own thing. And I had all of these things I wanted to do. And there was a lot of fear behind that. So the miracle morning had actually been a pivotal book for me. So it wasn't just like, Hey, Andrea, you've got talents and skills and you can dance with people come here. I really am a firm believer that you align with the people that you really, really concretely align with more than just like, Oh, they'll get me somewhere. Or if I do this, then I'll be able to do that. You know what I mean? There's a different energy surrounding why we do the things that we do. And so I wanted to support that movement because that had moved my life in a really powerful way. And I was happy to support that. So that first year was really, I'd say spontaneous. Like there was a lot of spontaneity around. I remember... How's wife Ursula there in the leadership group? I remember some curse words happening, some like, should we do that? Yeah, let's do that. And I mean, I'm very spur of the moment. I'm very spontaneous. So I'm just like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. John, when do you want me to go on? John, what, what would you like me? To- Andre, you know, yeah. If I say your name, just get up there. Sweet. Sounds good for me. And mm-hmm. imagine if I was so much different, it probably wouldn't work for me. You, It probably would have absolutely like been very, very difficult because When you're so planned and so organized, which these are qualities that we think are so fantastic and great. But what about spontaneity? Like sensing the energy in the moment, like John, you're really good at that, right? Like the energy is down. Gosh, get Andrea up there, get brother James or whoever it is in that moment of time. That's like, that's magic to me. So it was a experience that I really, I really loved. It really opened my eyes and it connected me from my kind of my, not my old life in fitness, but really those talents and skills that I had really harnessed and then brought a lot more of what I love, like the personal development side, like the real work. Oh, that's the good stuff. It was like this beautiful marriage and it just has continued to grow every year.
0: It has. And you just said a couple of things, Andrea, that I want to ask you about in these words, spontaneity and intuition. And I want to make a comment about this too in my personal journey, I have become interested in different philosophies and schools of thought. And one of those has led me down a path of studying systems, which is a an awkward word. I think when a lot of people hear the word system, they think of, they either think of like some sort of information technology system, or they think of some thing that they are a victim of that they can't control. But a system is... It's any combination of interdependent parts. I study human systems, groups of mm-hmm. people, communities, organizations, teams, families. And what are the principles, even if they're invisible, that, that drive the evolution of those? And one of the things that that has led me to is learning that systems have certain principles. One of those principles is it literally has a direct relationship with the word spontaneity. And one of the things that that led me to learn, and I want to just honor that word and your appreciation for it, and then ask you, how has it played a role in your life is, I've learned that spontaneity, some people can interpret spontaneity, like all of us might know somebody, like maybe you and I are this way, we might know people who we would say, they're very spontaneous people. And I have noticed in my experience, that that sometimes can have an attachment or an interpretation that some people might think of as almost a carelessness or a thoughtlessness. Mm-hmm. And what our research and my personal experience has shown me is that real authentic spontaneity, it's not about a recklessness, because it can look like that, mm-hmm. but it's actually about being so connected to the present that we're able to shift directions towards an opportunity that emerges in the present. And maybe I'm saying all this because it just makes me feel better about myself, <laughs> but... Um, I'm sure I am, right? I'm sure everything is to make myself feel better about myself. But but I, but I actually learned that from yeah. a scientist who said, if you study nature and systems, spontaneity is actually one of the governing 12 principles. And if you look at that principle, it's not about recklessness. It's about actually being so present that we can then explore opportunities as they emerge. And by the way, when I say those words, I feel like that describes how you and I operate and how I've watched you operate. and I've seen you operate that way with your whole life. Mm-hmm. How is spontaneity and intuition? What's your view on those words? or the role they play or don't play in how you do things.
1: Mm, Yeah. So they're probably two of my most favorite words and what I've learned about myself, because really, I think that that's so much about (laughs) what this life is about is really understanding ourselves at a very deep level. What moves us, what makes us feel alive, what makes us tick, what triggers we have, why we have those triggers, why we look at life through one very specific lens, and how I can go to Africa in ninth grade and see children and this little boy in a blue sweater and he wore the same blue sweater and shorts every day, and he had a big smile on his face. And how can I walk away from that? Moved that, you know, what, actually, we don't need anything to make us happy. Like happiness comes from inside, and someone else having that experience, maybe at that same time of their life, could walk away with a complete different interpretation. So for me, spontaneity is a hundred percent what you're saying, John, because I would say that the groundedness that a person has to really have with not only themselves in any moment. So take the miracle morning, right? Take the best year ever blueprint. So it's a live event. There's hundreds of people. There's lots of moving parts. John is is leading it. There's different speakers. It's a lot of up and down. And if there wasn't the intuition, which I would, your gypsy spirit is what I would call that, but that some people hear it as a voice. Some people just feel it. Some people are like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. I just like, my brain has 10,000 voices and I just like choose one to listen to, right? Like we all have a different sense of how we really, really truly feel. And when you're really in touch with that, with your intuition, then you really, your actions will back that up. Mm. So it's like, okay, here's my spirit. Here's my intuition. John's moving through it. Maybe I feel the energy in the room and I'm at another place and I feel this and my ability to take action on that feeling, that's spontaneity because what you miss out on when you're not in that, living in that circle, in that space, it's like numb. It's like, well, I, here's my list of to-dos. I had 10 on the list and I didn't. I guess guest today was a great day. And you're completely discounting like the magic, the feeling of aliveness. And I honestly, I think that that's like, what is lacking in, in the world today.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, so Andrea, you were at our first event, Best You Ever Blueprint. You've been at every event since then. We just finished our most recent one a few weeks ago. What was your thought on what unfolded there? And then I want to make sure we ask you Want to make sure we talk about your book and your course that are coming out and some of the lessons that you're teaching people. But before that, we can't have this conversation and not acknowledge what just went on. What what did you learn by what you saw unfolded at that event? What was your experience?
1: So there's always, um, I think when you're in that, when I'm in that space of giving and being of a leader, right? And I've done that from the beginning of time. I'll just take a real moment to really honor you and also how. Hal wasn't there the year before because he was fighting cancer. And having this year for me, something was really different. I think I'm in a great space, like with with my life. I feel great about everything I'm doing. I feel more grounded than I've ever felt. And, you know, this is the Achieve Your Goals podcast. And setting those goals and going for that, it can be a very, very difficult space. It can be lonely and just Hard and torturous and strenuous. And when you go to an event like that, then you're being elevated. You're hearing other people speak. You're really getting to know Hal and John and all these people, the real story, the true story, not just the Instagram story or the Facebook story, but actually get to know them and understand their energy and what that's about. So for me, this year, I was able, I'm a certified baptist yoga teacher. I was able to teach in the mornings. That was magical for me. Like, Mm. magical people coming in from all different walks of life and doing something new, doing something new on their mat, doing something new in the conference, and then going out and doing something new in their life. It was really moving for me. And it really is my family. There are so many people there that I really love. Like really, there's a mastermind that I, the Brie and Natalie and Lindsay and I started. These are people I met from the conference. So, you never know what your takeaway is going to be. And it definitely isn't going to be the one that you probably wrote down on paper of like, what I'm going to get out of this conference. It's going to be maybe a relationship or something of that nature. So when I go into that space, I just stay open. And that's my big, 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 big thing is that when you can walk into a space and actually like feel what you feel, see what you see, experience what you experience, then consider that you don't actually. Have to make a list that what you need in your life will just, it will appear for you.
0: So, Andrea, (laughs) I did have a question that emerged for me as you were talking about the joy of leading people through yoga. Mm. I would love to know what have you learned about human potential or the human spirit as somebody who is a teacher of others who are breaking through their own barriers, whether it's through yoga or other ways that you've coached them? Because you've been in a lot of environments where you are there leading or helping others, Mm -hmm. whether it's through physical activity or otherwise. What kind of lessons has that taught you about the human spirit and what happens when we try and break through? Just be curious from your perspective, any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, a lot of thoughts actually. So much so that I wrote a book about it. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I think that it's easy to look at life and it's easy to look at others and say, oh, you know what? Like, this is what you need to do or coming from fitness. Oh, okay. Here's the correct form of what you need to do. And that space, I was talking to someone about this just the other day. When we go into a space and we think we are just the leader and we think we're just the teacher, we miss out on the whole other aspect. And so I would say that one of my like inherent qualities is really curiosity, like Mm. really being curious about people, being curious about myself. So these unleashings, if you will, of your intuition, for me, as I've researched and as I've really, really dug in my life and looked at other people and look at the struggles that I've struggled with and the struggles that other people have had and seen similarities in those ways, that's been a huge teacher for me, just staying humble and teachable myself and to continue to do the work. So in Baptist yoga, we talk a lot about like just doing the work. Like you don't even have to like yoga. It's going to work because you just have to do it. You can even actually hate yoga. But if you get on your and you do it, then it doesn't even matter because it's still going to, you're going to reap the benefits of it. Yeah. So there's magic in doing the work. And there's also magic in understanding that there is no utopia. There is no like Mount Kilimanjaro or Mount Everest that we're going to get to the top and beat our chest and be like, I won, I won the game of life. No, 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 no. Like that's where the spontaneity and this like childlike curiosity comes about is the, and this really is how I live my life. And the way that I've done that is by really falling down because if you really do look at (laughs) baby learning to walk, they fall a lot. And I would say I have fallen a lot because it's how I choose to live. So you can either choose to live, my belief is you either choose to live with like, hey, this is who I am, love me or leave me. And either way, it's all good because I'm super confident with who I am. I'm grounded in my space. I have my personal power. And also, if you like me, great. If you liked my class, if you liked me at this conference or whatnot, great. And if you didn't, great. Go find, move towards that which moves you. And if we consistently are doing that, Just to say your path is right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. Mm. So this attitude of me looking at my own life, it's true. Like it is a daily thing for me. I don't ever go through a day where I'm like, I've got this. I've got this down. Like I'm the leader of this and there's nothing else I need to learn. Like, are you kidding? I think that's been one of the things I've had to overcome and really become very, very self-aware of is how many inherent gifts I have the skills that I have really harnessed and the benefit and the value they are for others. Because when I stand in my greatness, everything about me is great. When I come to the conference, I can show up great and I can enhance Hal and John and everyone else by me being powerful in my space. And I would cause that for other people too. That as soon as you step into your greatness and your power, that everything else in your life begins to be magnified in a positive way.
0: Mm. I love everything you just said, and I love that insight. And I would love to know, Andrea, what is your perspective on the relationship between our physical movement and what we do with our bodies physically, and how that allows us to open up our minds, our hearts? What's your perspective on that relationship between what I do with my body and what happens in my mind?
1: Mm, this is so good. This is so. <laughs> it really is so good and it seems so simple yet I mean there have been millions of books written about this and this and that and the other. So what I would say about this topic is that when I go into a conference or any fitness class for that matter there's people that look at me very seriously like kind of a blank space especially when I in a conference where people may be bit dressed in a business attire Maybe they have their coffee cup, and they are—they're not prepared for me shaking my hips. And the, what I'm asking of them is not as comfortable as they as, you, as one might think. It's—it's it's very vulnerable. It's a vulnerable space. And so, what I do and what I've learned is really the power of it is that when we move physically. It opens us up to be moved emotionally. Mm. And that really is something that, you know, John, I feel like you've helped me understand as well the power of that in every way of life, not just in a fitness class, not just in your yoga class, even at a conference, even in all of these other spaces. Yeah, absolutely. So the ability, I will tell you that when I go to a, a Baptist yoga training, it's a week long training and there are many other, you know, the best year ever is a three day conference. These aren't a one hour block of time. These are enough time to be able to be moved emotionally and physically in other ways. And I believe so powerfully, most people don't understand that learning in our mind may be one thing, but the conscious mind is so, there's so much in the subconscious. There's so much in our tissues, right? Like our issues are really in our tissues and consider that if you choose to not move, that all of this in here there it's not circulating through your body when you breathe when you move you're working through and when things are true i get chills and i get chills right now because like it's just true so if there's a problem in your life which i can't imagine that any of us have problems right but a, your I problem haven't,
0: i haven't had one for at least three or four minutes
1: <laughs> exactly exactly john because you're you you've gotten to the utopia in the last three or four minutes and also, like if I come to you with a problem and I say, "John, like, oh my gosh, I'm struggling with this. It's a big problem for me." And you'll be like, "Andrea, that's not a problem. Here's do A, B and C. Pro- Wait, So you're saying, "My problem isn't a problem for you." Uh, well, okay, yeah, The a problem only is a based a problem because of what it does to you internally. Mm-hmm. So consider that you're just not like moving through it. We have to move physically, sweat, detox, move through circulation, all of that is healing. All of it, all of it, all of it. So there's a powerful link between moving physically and being moved emotionally. And most people may not even understand it. You may not even understand it. You may not even understand what you work through. But what I've seen in my own life is that when I'm okay to do the work, when I really am in the inquiry of it, when I take space for meditation and my own mindfulness and then when I do the actual like work, the asana or the workout or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that it's usually when I'm moving physically that my brain gets what I needed to get.
0: Mm, Yeah. Well, I can speak from direct observation and personal experience and a big visible expression of what we're talking about is the best you ever blueprint event we just ran. You got 400 people from 15 or 20 some countries and, and for three days, you know, people are asking, wow, why is this event? I mean, in their words, they told us this is going really well. Uh, I mean, you can literally see and feel things are going really well. And when people ask, what are the success factors? And there's not just one, but one of them definitely is, Hey, if our belief in you help lead this is if people move, there is no separation between what we do to take care of ourselves. That's why we had six of the top eight most detoxifying plants surrounding our stage. A lot of people, they don't even know. A lot of people thought they were fake. And whether they knew it or not, they probably thought, oh, they did that so it looks really beautiful. It does. They they
1: don't know you, John. They don't know you.
0: They might not realize that we also have these plants that measurably detoxify the air in the room And then you are moving people in that movement. We believe that what we're witnessing is it opens people up intellectually, emotionally, relationally, all of these different ways. Some would suggest spiritually. And so we've seen that. I mean, it's why right before this call, I did yoga and I go to a yoga class three, four days a week. It's why I run trails in the woods three, four days a week. My experience has been that in part of my own doing, my own problem is because I've been practicing mindfulness meditation for a few years. I don't know if there's a problem, but I've become so sensitive mm-hmm. to what Juliana Ray would call my ability to discriminate very subtle internal experiences. Like I, I can feel emotions or distractions or internal voices or images coming on a lot sooner than I used to be able to. And one of the things that that sensitivity has caused me to become aware of is that when I have a regular practice of moving, it's swimming, trail running, yoga, or something else, I am so aware that my ability to think, my ability to speak, my ability to work with my emotions, my ability to make decisions, my abilities with my family, basically every area of my life, I can literally see how I am changed. When I am moving more often than not, that's my experience. And, you know, you're sharing that's what, what you're bringing to people. And that's got to lead us Mm -hmm. to, you said it. Tell us about the book that's coming out. What's the title of the book? And what's the essence of the book? Not because we're not going to read it, but because we want to be taught right now and then forced to go read it so we can get it more deeply.
1: Well, thank you. Well, first and foremost, you know, you can't go to the best year ever and really not think about writing a book right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I was an author. He wrote a book and you told him to write a book. And that's the space that really you're in. And so I remember this idea coming about that. Well, yeah, of course. And I've always loved to write always in college. It was like, no, no, don't give me a test. Let me write. Cause if I write, like I'll go to town. So my book, which is right here, it's called gypsy living. And, um, it says how to unleash your gypsy spirit. Learn how to live your most daring adventure each and every day for the rest of your life. So GYPSY is actually an acronym. It's not just like, oh, we're going to become all gypsies now. But it's an acronym. And G is for gratitude. Y is for yes. P is for positive purpose. S is for self-love. And Y is for young at heart. Mm. And really the... say
0: Repeat that one more time quickly. Repeat that again.
1: G is for gratitude.
0: Yep. Yep. Y
1: is for yes. P is for positive purpose. S is for self-love, and Y is for young at heart.
0: Mm, Awesome. All right, keep going.
1: So it really talks about these characteristics of a gypsy. If I believe that we all are born with this just inherent will to express, to create, to be who we are, say what we want, and really, there's no repercussions of that, that we are all born great, and you have everything that you need inside of you because you're born with it. And we have this image in life that like we're broken or or we haven't done the right schooling or that we didn't get the right certificate or that we had a bad childhood or that a person over there gets something that I didn't. And it all comes from a, a place of lack and really unworthiness that I can't have what I want in my life because I'm just not good enough. Mm -hmm. And really at the root of every problem, I promise you get to that. Like at the very roots of the problem, not the branches, not even the trunk, but like the root of any problem in our life. I firmly believe that, that it comes from a space of, yeah, no, I just, I can't want that. I couldn't possibly have that success in my life or that relationship in my life. So My belief is that we're meant to live our most daring adventure because to me, life is the most daring adventure, right? Like life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Helen Keller tells us that. And I believe that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that either we are on that road and we are traveling that road and we're in the work of that space, or we've made a very specific decision based on how we've interpreted our life events and experiences in a negative way. And we just choose to take the other road. And that's the coping road. That's the hiding road. That's the road that I'm not good enough. And it's the safe road. It's the choosing the career that it's you staying at Vitamix when you are done with it, right? Mm -hmm. It's me staying with Zumba Fitness when I was done with it. It's a completely different way to live your life because instead of saying, I'm going to let logic rule my life, it's saying, allow your spirit, your soul, your gypsy spirit, your intuition to rule your mind and your mind to rule your body. So it's this expression from the inside out and um it's good stuff <laughs> so,
0: so well when you mention life is a daring adventure what would be an example for you or maybe a story of maybe one of your more daring adventures that you've taken either professionally or personally
1: yeah so that actually gypsy fam which is gypsy fam productions that's my podcast that idea was created with me saying, if everything else in my life fell away, if I wasn't about anything, if I wouldn't have done mortgages for eight years, and if I d- wouldn't have done so much in fitness, like really at the end of the day, what am I about? Mm-hmm. And what I came up with was that like this gypsy wonderlust, just person that I am is so, such a part of me and such a part of what I believe about myself and about my life and my family. And my family is not just my immediate family. It, although you know I have three beautiful children and an amazing husband, but I really, I love people hard and it's easy for me to be inclusive with people. It's been like something I've done since I was a little girl. And so when we did that, we then, I had just done a level one Baptist yoga training and our life just changed. We went to Puerto Rico. We lived there for six months. And that's where I wrote my book. My husband one day was like, Andrea, you have got to write a book about all this stuff. Like you're doing all these long Facebook posts. It's like, that's a whole chapter right there. just write the thing, do the thing and you'll have the power. Mm. So we did. So we moved and it was an amazing, incredible six months of our lives. And, um, we left what the ages, kids out of school.
0: What ages are your kids? So you just, you said this is what we're going to do. You moved to Puerto Rico. What ages are your kids?
1: So Lucy's now 14 and my twins, Evan and Ava are 11. At the time they were 13 and 10 and 10. And, um, you know, we had gone to Puerto Rico for a month before that. And, but I mean, you have to remember, think, but by the time I graduated from high school, I had been to 17 countries. So it's not like I grew up doing nothing. I was seeing so much from a very young age. And I really think that that shaped my world perspective and how, like, really, when people say they have problems, I'm like, dude, yeah, no, you, you ought to go s- to Thailand and see, like, the open sewers mm-hmm. there. Or, you know what I mean? Just, like, the perspective yeah. of life. It's taken me a while to understand why my perspective of life is so different than a lot of other people's. And yeah. I don't judge that. It just is a space of curiosity for me. And I really believe that it. it's because I was shown so much as a little girl. And I, I didn't just see it. I, like, took it in. And I want to understand it and I've wanted to give it meaning and it continued to develop into a more beautiful meaning instead of anything negative. It's, it's just like a deeper, deeper meaning of, of life. So that was pretty adventurous and fun. And I would do it all over again.
0: What's the greatest gift that that journey of moving to Puerto Rico gave to you and or your family? I'm sure there were many, but what was maybe one great gift that you will most take away from that experience?
1: (laughs) So for me, it's really easy to do stuff like that. For me, it's much more difficult to do what I'm doing right now, which is being back in Southern Utah for six months, building a house, seeing it being built and like staying. <laughs> like I would like to go. I would leave. I would pack up everything tomorrow and travel the world or even the States for a year and then and then go. And we have plans to do that. And also, mm-hmm. that's a space that is, that's my work. My work is going to be different than your work. And our work for my family in going into that space was a gift to my children, really, and to our family by saying Mm -hmm. that anything we want to do, we actually can, that there are really no limits. You don't actually have to do anything that the world tells you you can do, you have to do, you get to choose, you get to make that choice. Mm -hmm. And the lessons that I've seen my children take away are nothing that I could ever teach them in the walls of my home. Because consider that like life is out there. So I can't teach them everything at home. I need to put them in, in places where they're challenged, not over the top challenge, but challenged enough to where there's like this unbalance. Yeah, there's like this endo board unbalance and you're trying to like understand, wait, but this is life and this is where I'm from. And this is what I thought about life. And consider that like any anytime you think you know everything about life,
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: contradict it. Find the opposite because there are contradictions everywhere. And that's the fun of life. So Mm -hmm. those have been a few of the major takeaways for our family and for me and for my kids and seeing my kids go through that.
0: I love those lessons about perspective. Before we get to the end here, Andrea, tell us a little bit about, you have a course that you're launching next year. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So my program, I have a program, it's called the, it's a, a guide, it's a trifecta guide program trifecta so for help health for me looks like a triangle and it's the body the mind and the spirit mm-hmm. and i believe that when really like i said before when you're in that alignment and my this is what my book is about that really we can live our most daring adventure and so what is one book right like you can take the miracle morning or gypsy spirit <laughs> or Gypsy Living. And and you can take that book and it's it's not just the book itself. It's the daily actions that you're doing in order to really harness those characteristics, harness those skills. Mm-hmm. And my program, that's what it's about. It's about me interfacing with you, you interfacing with me on a daily basis via your phone and feeling like Andrea is right there with you every single step of the way. Because if something as simple as like, get six to eight hours of sleep every night, Okay, well, you read that once and maybe it was fine. But like, what's helping you on a daily basis to actually do the thing? What's making you or inspiring you or motivating you to stay the course of what you really, truly want to do? So really, it's a commitment space for people to say, yeah, I am committed to living my most daring adventure. And that most daring adventure may be different from this nine week course from the beginning to the end. And it really harnesses the skills that are in my book by going through the body, laying the foundation of like what the real truth, because we live in this space in this day and age where there's a lot of confusion. So Mm -hmm. it's really like, I'm not going to give you any tool. I'm not going to give you any of like, you have to do this. What I'm about is education and I'm going to give you that education. I'm going to allow you that access to me and my experiences and my truths, And then I want you to challenge all of them. Mm -hmm. And I want you to dig into your toolbox, into your attics and cobwebs and the space in your heart and your mind and your spirit and your body and really work through that and do the work, get the education, do the work so that you can live your most daring adventure. So you really, really harness The characteristics and the tools and the ability to, on a daily basis, moment by moment, be completely honest with yourself. And by doing that and really living in that space of pure honesty of what you truly want and how you really feel, life happens and it grows beautifully. And I've seen it happen in my own life. So, Mm. yeah, that's a little bit about it.
0: Well, I cannot wait to hear about the transformation that people are going to get to experience when they work with you. In fact, I know Hal, he's going to go through your course. Yeah. And if anybody who does this conversation is a great reflection, Andrea, of you and what you're about and anyone who's been at our live events has already benefited indirectly and directly from what you're doing. So anyone who gets to work directly with you, that's going to be a very fortunate opportunity. So congrats on everything you've got coming out. Where can people find you? Where do they meet you? Where do they catch up with you? How can they get a hold of you?
1: They can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Gypsy Living. And if you put in Gypsy Living and Andrea Riggs, it will come up. And you can also go to my website, which has the direct link to purchase my book and also join my program. If you go to Gypsy Fam, that's mm-hmm. G-Y-P-S-Y-F is in Frank A-M is in Mary.com, gypsyfam.com, and then click on guide program. The details are all right there. And um, the one beginning in January, January 1st is the date that we'll start. So, yeah, if you want to be a part of that, then definitely go and um, sign up pretty quick because that's going to be a really neat experience to be able to participate in. And, and I, yeah, it'll change your life. It's already changed mine.
0: Andrea, it's been an awesome journey thus far. And I'm super excited about everything that's going to happen next. And who knows what that could be. awesome. Mike Merriam says hi. Shout out. I
1: might marry him. Oh, he's Mike, so great.
0: Yep. Author of, author of uh, I said, uh, author, <laughs> author. He's the author. Of,
1: awesome and author. Of, awesome uh, and author together.
0: Closer than you think. Closer than you think. <laughs> it's about accelerating your own personal revolution. Highly recommend it. Hey, thank you, Andrea. You're welcome. Thank you.